Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Care Inspectorate's podcast on Meaningful Connection. My name is Barbara Lawson and I'm joined today by Jenny, who is the manager at Glenny House Care Home. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about death and dying and how the care homes support people living in the service um, with losing um, a fellow resident. So Jenny, thanks very much for coming on today's episode. That's okay. Pleased to be here. Yeah, great. Um, and, you know, I know, you know, speaking about death and dying and end of life care can be quite, a, you know, an, an emotive subject for people. And, you know, I think over the last number of um, months um, when we've been looking into the information about meaningful connection and actually exploding loss and exploding grief and what we found is that in you know because people are maybe not comfortable in themselves about talking about death and dying and you know and loss that what can happen is that you know a resident may pass away and almost like vanish from a lounge area and it leaves other people wondering what's happening. Um, but I know that when we were speaking previously, um, you're, you know, you do have conversations and you support people with that process. So I'm wondering if you can share a bit about that with us today. I think um, it's really important that we know, we know we're residents, we know who they are sort of friendly with, we know who they've got connections with um, and they, they are very aware when somebody's not in the chair they would usually be in they're not they're very aware um, that the, the dynamic may be in the kind of communal areas is different because somebody's not there um, and I think for us it's really important that we we do kind of communicate that with everybody um, the level in which it's communicated is completely different from person to person but that, that's when, when you know when you know your residents it's it's sort of becomes the norm to do that. Um, I think they have took great comfort, a couple, some of our residents, and um, been able to go and hold the hand of maybe a, a friend that's that's um, near an end of life, that they've, they've took great comfort in that, um, to be able to still speak with the family members that they would have spent time with previous with the other resident. Um, I think for everybody, it becomes maybe makes it a bit more normal um for them certainly they, they've said to us that that that's what they would like to happen when they were near an end of life that their families were still able to talk to other people within the kind of lounge areas and things like that and we we've supported some of our residents to attend funerals we've certainly um when somebody's passed away and they're leaving the building um the staff tend to line up by the, by the front door to sort of see see them see them out and occasionally some of the residents come and they, they take part in that as well I think um a death is one of those things that's inevitable for us for us all and it's about making it um we can't avoid it and certainly for for our residents um and most residents think care homes it is as something that's unavoidable um and we we have to make it become normal to talk about it become normal to be able to to grieve and um allow people to grieve and to to have that time and space where maybe they they do want to be by themselves and they're not wanting to just 
go straight into a party and, and things like that. Like they need to be able to process it. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I liked what you were saying there, that you're giving people the opportunity to say goodbye, but also having these conversations people with people during their stay, you know, when they move in and as you build up a relationship, actually giving people an opportunity to say, well, would you like, you know, people to come and see you? And particularly with the families, because the families are really integral to, you know, the values of the service. And, you know, they build up relationships with other family members as well. So I think that's a really powerful, a powerful thing. I was just thinking there about the conversations that you have, you know, after someone's died and that people can be missing people in the lounge. And I liked what you were telling me the last time I visited the service about that you would just bring up somebody, you know, if it was somebody had their chair and you would just talk about maybe some of the ways that they were or their personality. And you found mm-hmm. that that was really helpful to help yeah. people cope with loss. I think I think it's when somebody's physically not here, um, it's really important that you still talk about them. It's They were a huge part of Glenny House. They, they, they were sort of one of us and then because they're not here um us being able to say or oh, such and such we just really like this tele program or we can sometimes talk about how we're missing them that encourages them to kind of join in and then that, that opens up I think quite often it is the staff that have to initiate um that it's all right to to talk about your friend that loved to bake that you're baking just now and have that conversation um about how much they would have enjoyed it or certain songs that get played we um got an entertainer comes in quite regular and there is a song gets asked to be played every single time he's here because one of the residents used to love that song and it's it's almost it's played sort of in their memory um and it's it's another resident that asks for that to be played um we absolutely once they're they're not here they still get everybody gets spoke about everybody's family still gets spoke about we um you maybe make contact with a relative um and say such and such is asking how you're getting on um support the support the residents to write cards if that's what they want to do um we certainly I we are really able to kind of still keep them as part of of the home families sort of are are everything they they become they're coming in to visit their relative but they build relationships not only with their relatives other residents within the home as well and we've we've seen examples of that continuing on for years for months after maybe their residents no longer here they continue coming back because they've, they've got that connection with with some of our other residents and their family members so it, it is it's, it's nice I suppose it's one of the things it's a small community um, and people do know people and everybody does want to kind of see people are all right. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is important, yes. But although it is a small community, I think what 
you know, what I'm hearing is it's the values that you value that and that you've um, you value that for people living in the home, for the staff, but also for the families, that people have that opportunity, um, the opportunity to grieve and people experience loss, you know, throughout their stay in a care home. Particularly, I'm thinking about people with dementia, you know, families are experiencing loss um, as the dementia journey progresses. You know, there can be that sense of loss and that sense of grief. So just giving people time to be in that space and that, you know, it doesn't need to be all singing and all dancing, you know, 24-7 in a care home, that actually it's okay to have times where you can be comfortable in that and comfortable in that space where you can explore that together and with each other. And I think also you were mentioning there about having the conversations with people and including that in the kind of end of life, kind of palliative care plans. Yes, certainly. Um, almost conversations start before somebody moves in, um, round about the sort of end of life plans. Um, there's obviously some amazing documentation provided um, that we can use, but for lots of people, it tends to be quite informal conversations and people are so different and some people will quite happily openly tell you this is what I want to happen, this is when it's going to happen, this is what I've done about it. Other people, um, it, it, they don't, it's not something they are comfortable talking about, um, but it's it's getting maybe the right staff member, it's approaching the conversation in the right way. Um, always better to do it before somebody becomes unwell, um, because I think if you've got an infection, you've been a wee bit unwell, naturally everybody thinks the worst when you start sort of talking about end of life. So it's it's really important. We, we almost start it from, say, pre-admission before somebody comes in, we are looking to kind of gauge where people are at and find out if it's going to be a family, if it's going to be a relative who's going to be really, really open and really quite, yep, yep, I've got everything in place. Or if it is somebody that you're going to have to kind of tease that information almost from them um, and quite often say certainly the queen passing away mm. we get so many amazing conversations coming from that and um, we can uh, use that to explore things further it was, it was all over the television it was all over newspapers it was a huge topic of conversation and it that was really good for sort of generating lots of interesting conversations amongst amongst some of our residents. I mean, um, people that maybe didn't want a horse and cart before certainly won one now. Well, why not? Go out in style. Sort of, yeah, their, their funeral arranging. But I think it's, it's down to, I think if we know which relatives, which family members, which friends are important to them and we really, really focus on supporting them um, supporting and getting it right for everybody I think I think it's not everybody is so different yep definitely so just having these conversations and they can be informal you know if you're looking for certain information it doesn't necessarily mean that you just have to sit down together although that can be an opportunity but these informal conversations and just normalizing talking about death and dying and end of life care so that people's values and their choices and their wishes can really be central and that everybody knows about them that they're documented and that they're reviewed at regular points 
stage, you know, people might change their mind. They might want to go to hospital or they might, you know, they might change their mind. That's actually okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, thank you, Jenny. That's been really, really helpful. I think it's been a really um, super conversation. Not always the easiest of topics. However, there's been a lot of really, really helpful information that I'm sure people will find um, that they'll be able to take that and learn from that and just maybe inspire them to have these difficult conversations. So thanks, Jenny. No problem. Thank you.